0: Thank you for listening to this talk, produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hello and welcome to the Art Gallery of South Australia's lunchtime talk session. My name's Lee Robb, I'm the Curator of Contemporary Art and today I'm joined by artist Mark Valenzuela. We'd like to acknowledge that we're recording this talk on Ghana land and to pay our greatest respects to elders past, present and those emerging and to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Good morning Mark, how are you?
1: Good morning Lee, I'm good, thank you.
0: Well it's wonderful to be standing here within your extraordinary sprawling installation titled Once Bitten, Twice Shy, which is a massive commissioned work as part of Monster Theatres, the 2020 Adelaide Biennial of Australian Art. It also extends across to the Adelaide Botanic Gardens, to the Palm House and also the Bicentennial Conservatory. Let's just describe a little bit what um, people might see coming into the gallery, descending the staircase, entering one of the largest galleries uh, here and looking across a sea of rooftops covered in hundreds of ceramic elements.
1: So it's kind of like a dilapidated landscape with uh, creatures on top of the you know, like that submerged rooftops. Most of the creatures on top or objects on top of the roofs are. Made of ceramics, and yeah, you'll see your ceramic tires and different hybrids of creatures.
0: There's there's definitely a lot. So the work brings together a lot of your different interests uh, from engineering, construction, architecture, but you're a master ceramicist as well, and you also bring a lot of drawing and mythology and storytelling into your work. The work is called Once Bitten Twice Shy and uh, it imagines a semi-submerged city and in a way it recalls sites of rooftops in the Philippines at times of perhaps an impending storm and perhaps connects to the story or um, is driven by the story around the pre-colonial myth of the Bakunawa, which is a half-dragon, half-serpent creature that emerges at times of natural disaster. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Bakunawa and how, how it's lurking within this installation?
1: The idea was this, uh, to create this installation that talks about, uh, the, of course, the impending doom and the lurking monster. Um, and then the, But the monster this that I'm trying to uh, portray in this work is uh, yeah, Bakunawa. It's called Bakunawa, but and it has like uh, actually many versions, and this is my take on that one of those versions of, of Bakunawa.
0: So the the Bakunawa is sort of ima- we can imagine it snaking it underneath through the tunnels, perhaps um, in in historic Adelaide.
1: Yeah, actually. Um, yeah, I have this uh, idea also that I want to actually occupy Adelaide at some point <laughs> with works. So yeah, so it's, uh, it it goes it starts it starts from the uh, the Palm House, sorry, and it goes underneath, and that's why I'm putting some little works of uh, ceramic ducks everywhere around the city and under the tunnels in Adelaide, and and it goes to the 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 at Here at the gallery, and then goes back to the bicon. Again, goes underneath, and then back to the bicon.
0: So, when early on, when we started talking about this work and this installation, you were interested in, obviously. Uh, mythical monsters as warnings but also some of the natural local warning systems and you'd been thinking about creating this vision of these rooftops that are held down with tires almost like a futile warning system or human system to batten down the hatches and keep the rooftops down and it's you were saying that it's what you might see in the Philippines and across certain parts of uh, of Manila when a storm was coming that that rooftops start filling up with all of these tires
1: yeah it's present in the Philippines even up to now so especially in the poor community so they actually put uh, reinforced their roofs with any objects heavy objects particularly uh, tires because tires is everywhere and we love actually that's the beauty of culture in the Philippines we really love making use of almost everything without throwing just anything away so yeah, so tires uh, tires that's not being used anymore, and they put that on the on the roof to reinforce the roof from, uh, you know, from strong winds and typhoons, and also it became like, it became like, uh, for me, it's it's like um, a theater in some way, like, you know, you will know that there's a storm coming or there's something, something is coming when people start putting objects on the roof, and yeah, so that's the idea where, uh, that's where I got the idea, and I just twist it a little bit, and yeah. And then in this installation, you will see uh, you know, tires on the roof. Aside from that, uh, tires morphing into an object, uh, a creature, and then creatures going in and out of the tires, going inside the roof, and yeah, hanging creatures. And yeah, so, and creatures that are actually, like, they have that territoriality as well. So, like, they're being protective of their space, because at some point, you know, like, uh, kind of like disaster is just a metaphor of it, I think. So, uh, you know, like, in in our context in the Philippines, you know, we are occasionally in, in, being invaded by, you know, outside forces, and, and we've been colonized for how many hundreds of years, and, and even up to now, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, a lurking monster around us, so...
0: Yes, yeah, so also about threats to sovereignty and also to space, yeah. and yeah. around the sort of invasion of space and yeah. um, and and locking down space, I guess as yeah. well. Yeah. So, Mike, you grew up in the Philippines and have been based in Adelaide for seven,
1: eight, eight years, eight years, eight now. years already. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 And um, tell us how you how you came to how you came to art.
1: Um. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the same. I think it's the same story with anyone else. Just like we started early. I started early in my life as a drawer. So yeah, started from there, and then I went to engineering, accountant. I mean, accountancy first, went to engineering, and then dropped out, and we decided to become an artist (laughs) because I think uh, I like to. I'd like to uh, control my own time and at the same time my own space. You know.
0: And did you study at art school in the Philippines?
1: Um, no, no, not at all because um, I was born in the southern Philippines, which is uh, in Mindanao. And I studied engineering, accountancy first and in engineering in, in the Visayas, which is the central Philippines. And then I worked northern Philippines, so I was actually like crossing between these three islands. So, no, I didn't study fine arts because we, at that time there's no fine arts in, uh, in that university. Now there is, but be, during my time there's no fine arts. So I went to engineering because engineering is the closest to fine arts. And, and I love numbers as well. So, yeah. And you can actually see that in my work.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> lots of... Uh, repetition of units, you know, a raft of, of masked ducklings, but also that you used a ton of clay to create this installation. And also quite a number of very, you know, very varied and complex ceramic techniques as well. And you know, you can see your incredible um Mastery of, um, of ceramics because you you know, across the rooftops, there are a number of tyres, and the way that you've either fired or glazed them means that they, you know, they, they have this trompe l'oeil effect or the sort of trick of the eye yeah. that they look like real tyres and, and, in many cases, have been mistaken for real tyres. Yeah. But also, you know, working across the, the rooftops and across some of the ceramic elements, drawing comes back as a form of storytelling. As yeah. well, and so there are there are almost sort of vignettes within within each within each rooftop, and, and each rooftop also sort of acts like a, a stage of, of yeah. sorts, and, and sort of yeah. contains different moments of, of drama as these. Yeah creatures that, that metamorphise metamorphize and shapeshift between uh, marine animals and and human figures these yeah. these hybrids you know pop up through these tires and the tires as well as battening down the corrugated rooftops they also become like portals where creatures disappear into and perhaps yeah. pop up in in the botanic gardens they're also like boys as well that appear like life-saving yeah. boys and appear as something that that you can grasp onto to survive but, but in fact, you know, would be very weighty and, yeah. uh, and, and the opposite.
1: Yeah, because considering the material, the material is very fragile at the same time and heavy. So, yeah, so if it looks like a boy but it actually it, it doesn't help you to float afloat but it helps you to sink. So, you know, so it's kind of like talking about the the situation right now, I think. It's, that's very you know universal or you know that's 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 what we actually are feeling right now at the moment where we have this like we're holding into this you know boy, but actually uh, it's it 's not helping us actually in terms of yeah the the pandemic is here there's conflict between nations and 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 many more, and plus of course the the very obvious climate change climate crisis which people just like you know it for granted you know like it's it's quite obvious so yeah so that's 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 one major thing in in this work actually it it talks about that sinking that that the earth is kind of like reclaiming back its space you know like slowly
0: yeah that um you know this this work is really remarkable in its reach and that it you know it uses the the bakanawa as that mythological creature but to, to manifest a whole host of raft of fears and anxieties, yeah. like you said, connecting to the environment, yeah. to political turmoil, and now yeah. you know to real sort of mortal threats, as we're seeing recurring yeah. um, uh, recurring appearances of the of the virus as well. Yeah. And there's there's this this sense that we're looking over this dystopian perhaps semi submerged sinking yeah. city yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I guess I guess part of, part of that is you know providing or creating a, a space or these actual platforms for, for thinking through all of those things as mm-hmm. well. Yeah critiques of power yeah. and, c- and control um, and you've often referenced you know, growing up in the Philippines also the, the son of a, of a military soldier and yeah. often there's a lot of um, military references. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, What we can see looking across yeah. the rooftops are a raft of, of masked ducklings where you've, you've used your signature style of uh, graphite a ceramic pencil onto, yeah. onto bisque-fired yeah. clay and these, a, a raft of these ducklings sort of blindly heading into, yeah. into the unknown, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's actually a formation of, uh, I, I call it a company because I have a background in military, not as combatant because it's a, like a prerequisite in our, in our country that uh, it's, a, it's, com- it's compulsory actually for during high school and college, during my time. So I had this idea of a, a, a formation, so I created these ducks in a, in a formation, referencing the you know duck, of course, like the duck speak. Yeah, and then, and, and then like, it's a company actually, there's like in a company there's three platoons, so one platoon is composed of like 36, 36 elements or uh, four squads. So I put it in a way that uh, it's really resemblance the, uh, the military formation because that, Speaks about uh, the, the militarization in the uh, well. Ju- when I have created this work, it's it's actually the idea of looming militarization in the Philippines. But now it's not looming anymore because it's happening it's now. Right it's re- it's real and it's really happening now. And yeah, so that's
0: and some of the other motifs that recur in the work, in addition to the the tires, the the ducklings, are also um, ears as well. Yeah.
1: Well, ears and fingers, because this is part of my... Actually, this work is also a a continuation of the previous works that I made before, and I was fascinated with ears and dismembered body parts, and particularly ears and fingers. Fingers is more of like that, you know, that trigger finger. You know, I guess I would like to portray violence as well at the same time, because violence is kind of like an everyday thing in my country, you know, like there's always violence all the time in many forms, you know. And, 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 yeah, and that's how it comes with, that. that's, that's how, like, this works with big bus, with a, a sort of like a mask, and then, like, erased mask, and then um, yes, with, the, with text on them. Yes, These
0: two of the, the elements that, I guess, uh, anchor the work in, in some way, are two, you know, very, very large yeah. Uh, clay busts, yeah. but where the the eyes, the nose, and the mouths are sort of um, obscured or they're sort of covered over in in this sort of mask of graphite pencil, yeah. and there's two that sort of face off across the gallery, and one says "Regrets, I've had a few," and the other says, "I ate it up and spit it out." Yeah. and yeah. That's a sort of story within a story yes. um, that, yeah. that connects to uh, a sort of s- series of violent incidents in yeah. um, in the yes. Philippines.
1: Well, yeah, and then there's another one that says when I beat off more than I could chew. So it's re- it, it, this works, reference, references the song My Way by Frank Sinatra, which is really popular in the Philippines. And it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's so funny how it, it, it became like a, a song of actually a song of violence as well because like it it literally killed few people because of like just for the for just for the simple reason that the person <laughs> cannot sing well and then he got shot the person got shot you know so it's get, it's, it's kind of like
0: different definition to murdering a song
1: yeah so it's, uh, <laughs> it's like it's it's another way of defining a song I'm um, um, uh, murdering a song it's literally murdering a, a song and and also the person singing so it's funny I mean you know. I mean, it's not funny because it's uh, it's it's horrible. But uh, I just find it like how 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 the country changed into that
0: so culture
1: that of impunity. That this, um,
0: you know that, that, this, uh, uh, that I guess the story, like you're saying, of of certain incidences of you know public karaoke sessions where yeah. people were were you know were, were were shot for singing this song in a particular way. Yeah. Um, that that I guess that trigger happy finger that you talk yeah, about yeah. that that this sort of um that that violence is just so um you know that just proliferates in yeah, in so many different ways for for so little
1: yeah I know like it's uh, it's 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 really painful to say that the country is turning into some something like this because it's a beautiful country and and, and not everybody are like that and it's a, a beautiful people as well very hospitable and kind but the thing is like it's kind of like a wild, wild east down there, you know? <laughs> you know, like a cowboy country, you know, like, it's, a, it's the culture we got from um, America, because we are, oh, and in Spain as, as well, because like the Americans brought guns in the Philippines, so yeah, so everybody can now can afford guns and just buy guns or even make their own guns, so yeah. yeah so the culture of violence is really quite, really pronounced
0: well i think you know it's it's an extraordinarily complex work that i think you know conceptualizes and responds to a lot of great anxieties you know specific to the philippines but more globally felt yeah. and To to create a work that is also very prescient at a particular time Mm. when it feels like there is such a barrage of threats, I Mm. think, to peace, to people's livelihoods, to safety, it's a work that that creates, um, that sets the scene for for that as well, but also Mm. finds a way to, to... respond to, to some of those larger issues. But, you know, throughout it, you've got the black and yellow hazard tape and, um, and markings across the, the rooftop as well. And, and the ears that, you know, protrude from, from different forms and all of these, you know, hydra-like, um, forms and fins and, you know, that, that sort of migrate across the, the rooftop. So, you know, there's, um, in the vulcanizing of the of the of the rubber tires it's an incredible work thank you mark for sharing so much about this extraordinary work once bitten twice shy which is really you know a manifesto as well as an incredible installation for our times and you know it's been incredible to see how you've you know drawn out the Bakanawa through this work as a threat of impending but also lived catastrophe yeah. and you know, seeing how this ancient force acts out with this incredibly renewed relevance in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. So congratulations and thank you for making such a resonant and prescient work and um, we hope you can come and enjoy it over the last few weeks oh here.
1: Yeah, yeah I, have to, I have to see it again because like actually I, I've been detached from the work for a while so I have to see it again. I like my old friends and uh, yeah and uh, yeah thank you for having me and uh, I really appreciate it that you involved me in this project and the, 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 to be part of the biennial you know, is such an, an opportunity and an honor to be to be in this yeah, the beautiful project and thank you so much.
0: Thank you Mark.